Welcome to No Time to Waste, the podcast that inspires and motivates us to maximize our moments. I'm your host, Allison Haddon. I'm battling terminal cancer, but I'm focused on living my best life as my best self every day. Join me as I chat with resilient adventurers, seekers, trailblazers, and exceptionally good humans as we explore what it means to live fully, because there's no time to waste for all of us. FYI, this episode was originally recorded on Instagram Live because I never intended to make a real grown-up podcast like this. If the audio isn't ideal, I promise the new episodes coming soon will be better, so hang tight. What's no time to waste? What is this? Uh, Basically, long story short, um, you can read more about my story at notimetowasteproject.com, but uh, after getting diagnosed with advanced breast cancer about two years ago, I realized I had to like double down on uh, my highly intentional way of living, uh, which has always been super intense. And I was like, you know what? Like, we need to start thinking as a society, um, confronting, even though it's super scary, uh, the fact that we're not immortal. And it's a, a there's a ton of research around death anxiety and terror management theory, and, and basically our systems short circuit for the most part when we start to think about the idea of death. And so we naturally just avoid the topic altogether. So what I talked about in um, my TED talk back in February was really, you know, how can we confront that really scary idea of death? Um, And then how can we use that fear to maximize our moments every single day? Because the reality is, is this is all we've got, right? I could get run over by a bus tomorrow. You guys all could too. I hope that doesn't happen because that'd be awful, but it happens. Um, and what I try and focus on is not death and the fear of death, but the opposite, right? And living and living like there's no time to waste and taking every 24 hour period so that you focus on things like gratitude and human connection and relationships and joy, because the research all says that the common regrets that people have when they're facing death, um, are all pretty similar and they're all around, uh, kind of not having lived every day like there's no time to waste. Um, So that's what it is. Um, uh, A quick thing, uh, so gratitude, human connection, and joy, not cancer. It's not necessarily about cancer. This is about living, not dying. This is supposed to be like uplifting and motivating, not super depressing. This is about interviews every week with just kick-ass people who are just carping the shit out of life and living like there's no time to waste. So. Without further ado, um, I am so, so, so honored and excited to bring on a real, real live celebrity. Keegan Randall is a five-time Olympian and essentially a cross-country ski legend. I was introduced to her back in the Olympics uh, in 2018, the Winter Olympics, where she uh, and her teammate, Jesse Diggins, um, won the first medal for Americans in the sport of cross-country skiing because like those Nordic countries they're obsessed with it and they're always the ones that win. These guys brought home the first gold for the U.S. in what was one of the most dramatic photo finishes in the team sprint that was like a fantastic example of why sports rule. Go sports. Um, A few months after though winning the gold medal Keegan was diagnosed with breast cancer um, and always an advocate of, and still a working advocate of exercise and physical activity um, integrated into cancer treatment, which I believe in as well. She freaking walked the walk. Um, And uh, not only is she uh, just a, a fantastic athlete, a fantastic advocate, she's also a wife 
and a mom um, and just an overall fantastic human being. So I'm gonna bring her on right now and ask her a couple questions. I want you guys to think about your questions as well. Keek Animal, which was her, uh, Keek Animal, that was her nickname in high school. You should see the pictures of her in high school. There she is! Hello, hello! Everybody! This is so exciting. Kick in. Thanks for coming. Oh, my pleasure. Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah, happy Friday, right? Uh, so yeah, I just gave you kind of like a little intro. Um, did I miss anything? Is there anything that you're like, why didn't you talk about this? Or like, why didn't you, that this is an important part of my personality. You and I talked about yesterday, you know, how we don't want cancer, right, to be what defines us. Uh, we're a lot of different things and cancer is part of our journey. Um, is there anything though that I missed in your intro that you would like to make sure people know? <laughs> well, you did, you did a fantastic job. Uh, the only other, I would say kind of a piece of what I do is, um, I've been the president of fast and female USA, which is a organization dedicated to trying to keep girls involved in sports. Um, that's a project I deal with one of my best friends who used to also be one of my uh, biggest competitors in, in sprints. But um, we do that together to try to keep girls in sports. And then I actually do a lot of work within the International Olympic Committee uh, representing athletes and trying to keep sports a positive force in the world for generations to come. So, uh, you know, between all the little things that I do, I, I'm always on my toes. And then I was just, I was bragging to my partner last night. I was like, did you know that I think she is the only American athlete who sits on the International Olympic Committee? Is that correct? Uh, well, technically, um, Anita de France is on the executive board and she was a, an athlete in 80 and 84, a rower, but I'm, I'm the only current American athlete that sits on the IOC Athletes Commission. Yeah, I love that, right? Because um, to me, that just speaks a lot to you being not only a fantastic athlete um, uh, on the course or on the field or wherever you are, but you're an advocate, you're intelligent, you are someone that can represent the other athletes and the country to make sure that we're represented in those conversations. And to me, I'm just like, that's, uh, that's, that's fantastic. So awesome. I've listened to, you know, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts recently um, that have interviewed you. And a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, obviously sort of your rise and how you got into to cross country skiing. And I, I love hearing the fact that you were, you know, I think nine and, and your parents threw you into it and you didn't love it right away. Um, but you eventually sort of grew to love it. Um, my, my question for you that I can't keep, keep, I can't stop thinking about probably because selfishly I want to know um, is how to like get some of your juice. Where do you think that grit and that resilience, right? That carried you through sport but then obviously carried you through that diagnosis and treatment. Where do you think it came? Where did it come from? Uh, it's a great question. Um, I have two siblings and we've all turned out a little bit different. So it's fun to like look back and go, why did Keegan become the way she is? You know, why did the other two turn out just, you know, the way they are? Um, you know, I think there is a little bit that's just must be like innate, you know, like just must have been some sort of, you know, the genetic, genetic material and the way my brain works. Um, but I think I also had really good encouragement um, as a little as a kid to to try things, um, to to be okay with struggling a little bit, to be okay with failure, um, but to get up and try again. Um, my my dad was really good at encouraging me. I remember like being four years old and being timid to go off the diving board, and uh, you know he told me to try it. He said, you know, come on, like what's the worst thing that could happen? And then he told me if I did it, I got a Reese's peanut butter cup. So nice. then all of a sudden that like part of like, oh, 
yeah, I can struggle. I can work hard because there's a reward on the other end. You Got know, I it. think that's, that's always been a really good cycle for me. So um, the other really good thing my parents both did is they said, you know, they encouraged me to try lots of different things like cross country skiing early on. I didn't love it at first. And so I whined and complained and they said, well, you've committed to it for the season. So you've got to go to practice. You've got to do it. But at the end of the season, once you've fulfilled your commitment, if you want to shift gears and go try something else, you're welcome to do that. So it was perfect because, you know, they didn't let me just like move away the moment it wasn't fun. Um, But they didn't like stick me in something that I just wasn't going to be happy in. And I think because I got to drive that, um, I developed a lot of different skills along the way. Um, And I also just started to learn that not every single moment is fun sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it's those little moments that add up that make the really fun moments because you see yourself improve. You know, if you're on a team, you're working together on these team goals and maybe you win that game and that's just such a great feeling. And you can only get that if you're willing to put in the hard work and you're willing to go through some of those kind of tougher moments. Yeah. So speaking of tougher moments, right, you have this, uh, what I would, what I would expect to be like pretty much a high point of your career, right? The, the photo finish, I remember watching it and I was not a cross country ski fan. I am a downhill snowboarder. I would like to take the lift up. I would like to have snacks. Um, and then I would like to cruise down really fast listening to music. And that's like my idea of a great day on the mountain. Um, but I was not even a fan, but obviously loving the Olympics and loving sports. Uh, and I remember watching that photo finish, you know, I will post when we're finished, uh, a good link or something so that people can just see it because, um, it, it was incredible. It was incredible. It was just an incredible moment of sport to watch and to know that you were part of that process. Um, you, you win gold, like it's, it's a crazy onslaught of press and media, and I'm sh- sure you're on top of the world. And then three months later, right, you get this diagnosis. Um, you seem like you have a positivity and an optimism about you that uh, is borderline, like almost unrealistic. Um, were there moments, like what, what was that like when you got diagnosed and how how did that grit and resilience that you took on you know a ski course apply there and did you have any bad days do you have any bad days (laughs) um yeah it's a really i would say an interesting phenomenon on what what went on in my head when i got that news because uh on one hand i i I couldn't believe it um it was just like i i've done everything right i'm i feel incredible i'm in the shape of my life like this is not part of the plan. You know, this is supposed to be when this fresh start, moving from skiing to family stuff. Um, And then there was just a lot of frustration of like, this isn't fair, you know, like, no, I just, just worked so hard. And this is supposed to be my moment to just enjoy it. And, but you know, it's very human to process all those emotions, but it was amazing how that, that athlete in my mind just kind of kept like catching those thoughts and then kind of going, yeah, but it's real. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter that you did all the right things. Like, but you are strong. So mm-hmm. let's let's figure out what you have to do. And and I have to say, like, my family right there, my two year old son, my you know, my husband and my mom was actually visiting when I got the news. Um, all that was like, okay, I need to do whatever I need to do um, to give myself the best chance here. And you know, well, let's let's talk to the doctors. What are they saying? Okay, you know, well, there's there is treatment. Like, let's. Let's dive into that. Yes, it's going to be hard, but this is going to be just like a grueling training plan. Um, you know, there's, there's no guarantee of what's going to happen. Just like there's no guarantee you're going to win that gold medal. 
Right. Um, so I just, I just kept making all these connections to my athletic career and, and using kind of what I'd been through in the past to give me the confidence that I could get through this, you know, knowing that this time I would have a lot less control, knowing that I couldn't just like outwork or outwill this challenge. I was just going to have to do the best with what I could and, and, and stay hopeful and stay optimistic. Um, and for the most part, I did. I kept myself busy. You know, like I, I got really into like lining up my treatment plan and building my medical team and, you yeah. know, like, let's do it, you know, and like, we literally, like, I literally made this roadmap of like, okay, six rounds of chemo, and then we're in surgery, and then we're in radiation. And I was like, checking off the days, like, you know, very structure oriented. But then there, you know, it, time moves slowly, you're in the middle of treatment, it hits you, you, you don't know, um, you're not never experienced anything like this before. And so there were days when I just, yeah, I let myself, you know, really think about how uncomfortable I was, uh, think about the possible outcomes and, you know, let the fear uh, start to swell up. Um, and in those moments, like if I couldn't, if I couldn't catch it and kind of reframe it, that's where like having the right people around me were really helpful because I, the people around me were really good about like, catching that and saying, yeah, but that's not necessarily going to be the case. Okay. I know we know this is tough, but it's going to get better. Um, you know, doing things to kind of just distract myself. Um, and then, uh, wearing, wearing colorful socks. There I, it, it, is. Actually started, it actually started as a pair of running shoes that Instagram tricked me into buying. Um, <laughs> a few weeks before the Olympics, when I was actually dealing with a stress fracture in my foot, you know, nothing compared to cancer but at the time seemed like the end of the world that here i had this injury and we were coming into the olympics yep. so i ordered these rainbow colored running shoes and then kind of forgotten about it got home found them in the mail uh so when i started going to my medical appointments i'm like dang it i'm wearing my rainbow shoes because i need to remind myself to stay hopeful to stay focused and you know make the most of the moment and so i was wearing these shoes it was helping me stay positive. Like the doctors and the nurses were commenting, other patients were commenting. So then that gave my husband and I the idea of like, well, maybe we could come up with something that could help other people going through something tough. We yeah. figured shoes would be a little hard to manufacture. So we settled on socks and we actually worked with L.L. Bean, which has been a, a longtime partner of mine. They couldn't do the socks in the turnaround we needed. So they introduced me to Darn Tough in Vermont. And they were great. They loved the idea. So we, we came out with this, it's going to be okay sock. Uh, we went through a few versions and I kept saying, no, happier, more color, more color. <laughs> and we came out with a really fun, happy sock. And um, Jeff and I found that we kept saying to each other, it's going to be okay. Um, just the, that, that hopeful message. And so we put that on the sock and then we actually made the K in the okay, the Keekin K. And then we decided that we would sell these through my website and we would donate $2 from every pair we sold to Active Against Cancer which is an organization that's dedicated to studying the link between physical activity and outcomes and treatments and ultimately trying to get a physical activity as a prescriptive part of, of treatment. And uh, I had ironically gotten involved with them long before I ever knew I would have a personal connection to cancer. Mm -hmm. So when I got my diagnosis, it was like, okay, now I believe in this more than ever. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so it was great to be able to do the SOC project, help build some money towards that. Um, but then also put these socks out there that could help people through, you know, any challenge, I like to say, whether you're going for a big goal or you're going through something tough, these socks can just be that reminder to, to stay positive and stay hopeful. I'm not a big rainbow person, but you and I talked yesterday and I literally was like, all right, like I have to get the socks. 
I gotta yeah. get the socks, right? So I will get the socks and I'll think of you and I'll think of those stories. Um, for anybody that's listening, um, one, hold on because, you know, in about 10, 15 minutes um, before the end of the 30 minutes, we are going to be giving away $400 worth of Rudy Project swag, a freaking sweet cycling helmet and uh, shades that were uh, graciously donated by, uh, by Heakin, which we're super stoked about. So we're going to give that away at the end. Um, but if you are interested in the socks and you're like, that's a really sweet idea. And again, the fact that $2 of every pair of socks goes back to causes that Keegan and I feel really passionate about, like Active Against Cancer, like I know you recently switched to be able to donate it to COVID relief. Um, and, you know, basically uh, you're, you're giving the money back to the causes that you want to support. Um, go to keegan.com. So K-I-K-K-A-N.com. Um, you'll see that there's a shop button and go there and support it because you're not just supporting uh, Keegan, uh, you are supporting the causes that both she and I really, uh, really want to support. Um, so I want to make sure that uh, we get to some questions. So everybody start thinking about your questions in a second. The last question that I really have for you, Keegan, is, you know, you've heard me talk about no time to waste and, you know, we've gotten to know each other and, um, you know, focusing on, uh, you know, I, I talked about what it means to me. Um, I felt like you were someone that I've watched from afar for the last two years since I got diagnosed and said, man, she, she's doing it, right? She is the embodiment of the brand that I'm trying to create and the movement and the project of No Time to Waste. Um, what does it mean to you to like live every day like there's no time to waste? Well, I think that is probably one of the biggest silver linings that's come out of the, my cancer experience so far is just this shift in mindset of really just um, how, how precious life is, how precarious it is, and how, yeah, you, don't, you just don't know what the future holds. Um, you know, you can be an Olympic gold medalist and, you know, two seconds later, you realize you're not invincible. Um, so what that made me realize was that, okay, if I don't, if I can't be sure how much time I have, I better make the most of what I have right in front of me and, you know, really evaluating what is so important. And, you know, my family, first and foremost, like my son, Brock has just been the best joy through this. I've gotten to, I think, spend more time with him and more time at home, watching him grow and develop and just really pouring myself into that relationship. And, and then, you know, rebuilding relationships that it may be kind of starting to, you know, gotten lost in the fringes when things get busy uh, but really like getting back in touch with people that, that mean the most. And then, um, you know, I realized as, a, as an athlete, I get, I get to have this platform to go out and inspire people um, to help them through challenges, to help them dream big, you know, whether it's kids and sports or, or, or now people going through cancer, you know, it's an experience we can relate. And so I spent a lot of time on the road last year, getting out and um, speaking and, and meeting people and, um, you know, it was busy. It was, it was crazy schedule. But all those times that I got to like make an impact were really cool. And, um, and then, you know, I just I love doing athletic challenges as well. And I'd always wanted to run a marathon. So um, here I comes. I was here comes gonna make I all this feel really bad. <laughs> the New York Marathon in fall of 2018, before I got my diagnosis. Then when I did get my diagnosis, I have to admit, I still considered it. I was like, yeah, I could, I could totally run a marathon. But then after a few rounds of chemo, I realized that it was <laughs> actually taking a hit on my body. And just because you can Wait, doesn't hold on. Chemo, chemo took a hit on your body? 
Yeah, I'll have to say that the day I did that photo shoot, I felt so miserable, but I was able to put on, they put on a lot of makeup and I was able to put on a good smile. Well, it, it worked because literally I've had this up here all week just being like, if she can do that, I can do, I can do anything. So, okay, sorry. Tell me, keep yeah. going. So anyways, yeah. So I, I talked myself out of trying to do the marathon in 2018, which would have been about two weeks after I finished chemo. I think that was a good plan. You know, I think the body needed to rest. You got to respect that. But anyways, it was really good to have that goal then a year later uh, when I knew I was at finished treatment and I spent like eight months building up to it. I got back in touch with my high school running coach. He made a training plan for me. Uh, I was doing it while I was on the road traveling. I was on cruise ships a bunch last summer speaking. And so I was doing my two hour runs around the deck, which takes about 45 seconds per lap. So you know, most people will be like, how could you run around a deck for two hours? But I was just like, you know what? I get to be out here. You know, I feel, I feel good. I get yeah. to be out here. I know this is building towards a fun goal. So I put in the workouts. I would say 90% of the time, it did not feel great. I really wondered what I'd gotten myself into. But come race day, I got out there. It was 5 a.m. We're across the bridge at the start. Uh, I've got two of my, like, best friends who are also Olympic teammates of mine. And we ran the race with 50,000 people and we paced it really well. And it was hard, but I, I met my goal time. And it what just, was your finishing time, Keegan? Uh, 255. Get out of here. You're crazy. <laughs> I followed so, all of that. And I remember being like, what a, you know, Keek Animal, right? That was the, that was your high school nickname because this is, this has been here for a long, long time. It's not new, um, but I mean, kudos to you. And and again, I, you know, in facing my next chapter here, like, I think about you and it inspires me to be like, if she can do that, I mean, I'm not an Olympic athlete. So like, you know, maybe we lower the bar like a little bit. Um, yeah, it's all, but, it's all right? relative. It's all relative. <laughs> but like, once I get the socks, because I feel like number one is like magic socks. And if you're just joining right now, um, I encourage you to go to kikan.com, go to shop. Um, and support the charities that she wants to support that I support um, and uh, and buy a pair of, of it, it's going to be okay socks um, which is super exciting um, I want to make sure we've got some time we, we've got some big fans of yours who uh, now that I know how to actually scroll down and see the comments which is what I not what I did last weekend which is why I thought nobody was paying attention um, uh, before we do the giveaways I want to uh, open it up for questions so um, does anybody have, uh, does anybody have a question for Keegan? Um, again, we're, we're getting some really, really fantastic feedback here. This is your chance to get Keegan live. And I don't know if you can see Keegan, the questions, who's got a question for Keegan? I can. And I think I'm seeing the, the most current at the bottom. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it, it sounds like somebody here. Um, Sophie just said that basically you're her idol, um, and that her grandma had cancer and she got her your socks and she healed, which is awesome. So I'm going to have to go get those socks as well. Um, if anybody else has a question, I just want to make sure that I can see it. I'm going to scroll because I think we had some earlier. Um, while, while we wait, because again, this is your chance guys, while we wait for a question, um, why don't we do uh, a giveaway here? So the first giveaway um, is going to be the, I wrote it down. It's the Rudy Project 
Uh, first, we're going to do the uh, the glasses, which are tight. Um, I guess it would be kind of, I guess, illegal or like unethical for me to just give them to myself because um, <laughs> I would like them. Um, but they are Rudy Project Spinhawk Slim Glasses. They've got a retail value of 150 bucks. This is legit. <laughs> I'm seeing people have already ordered five pairs um, of the socks uh, since we've talked about it, which is super cool. Um, but uh, in giving away these first goggles, these Rudy Project Spinhawk Slim Glasses, they are sweet. They were on No Time to Waste Projects Instagram. Um, the first person that right now puts in the hashtag, it's going to be okay, which is the Keegan hashtag. So we got to put in hashtag, it's going to be okay. The first person that does that is going to get a $150 pair of Rudy Project glasses. Um, we've got a bunch of people who are excited. We need to see the first person to put hashtag, there it is. So uh, S Stevenson won. Um, congratulations. You just won a $150 pair of Rudy Project shades, again, which I wanted to secretly steal. Um, definitely. Nope. Other people are late now. Um, so, uh, S Stevenson one, uh, DM me at no time to waste project after, um, and we'll make sure that, uh, we get those shipped out to you. Um, we are going to give away a $250 helmet in just a couple minutes. Um, got a question here from Matt who said, uh, Keegan, what have you learned from all your experiences in the Olympics? Well, whew, we could, uh, it's been hours talking about that. Um, but I think, I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that all the best things in my career came after something hard. And so now when I go through something hard, I remind myself of that. And, you know, just knowing that I've been through it before does help, you know, when I, when I am t facing something new, um, you know, with the Olympic gold medal, like, in my first Olympics in Salt Lake City, I finished 44th place, like not even an honorable mention. I mean, no American woman had ever even cracked the top 10 at the Olympics. So to be there thinking about trying to win a medal someday, it was almost unimaginable. But at the same time, like I knew it was something that I was excited about, something that, you know, why not? And so then I sat down with the coaches and figured out, okay, if that's my, if that's what I want, how do I get there? What's the roadmap? And we figured out kind of all the steps I would need to take. And once we mapped it out, it was going to take at least 10 years. And at 19 years old, that was daunting. Like what? 10 years. <laughs> but at the same time, it was like, okay, I can see it. I can see how, if I do this and then I do this and then I do this, it's going to build up yeah. and I can get there. And yeah. so um, now I try to kind of do the same thing, you know, when I'm facing something now, whether it's an athletic goal or um, like, actually, I just um, got excited. I'm going to pursue a, uh, a career in accounting now because I really like spreadsheets. That's great. And, uh, I need someone I, to like do my books. So this is great. Exactly. So, <laughs> so then I figured out like, okay, if I want to be a CPA someday, how do I get there? And right. then I had to like break it down and like, it's going to take me five years to get where I want to go. But Hey, I got a roadmap now and I'm ticking off one piece at a time. And I know there's going to be some times when I'm in the midst of a problem and the numbers aren't making sense, but you just got to stay committed because then you break through and you figure it out. And it's such a great feeling. Um, I love that. So I, I love think that. That's probably one of the biggest things I learned. That's awesome. I, you know, that athlete mindset, I just had a uh, interview yesterday for a podcast called a uh, career competitor and it's, basically applying an athlete's mindset to 
business and career and work and um, realizing that, you know, when it's just part of your DNA, um, for some people that may not have been able to pull or find that strength inside like you talk about and, um, you know, having tactical things that you can do to kind of uh, strengthen that muscle of confidence, right? So that when you do face your next step, you can go, okay, wait, let me look back on all the things that I've gotten through. And man, if I could get through that, I can get through this, right? And if it gets tougher, it's like, well, I got through that. And then being able to just, you know, I do the same thing, write the plan, put it down, get the calendar out. Um, so that's awesome. We've got more questions now. I, I don't want to, I don't want to go late. I want to get really good about sticking to the time here. Um, cause I know it's valuable. Um, so it, we're getting great feedback from people. I have not figured out how to save the video so that we actually save the comments in it, but maybe we'll figure that out last time, next time. So, uh, without further ado, I want to do our final giveaway. Get ready, everybody. Um, we're going to be giving away right now a Rudy Project Sterling Cycling Helmet. It is a $250 retail value. It is uh, thank you to Keegan for donating these from her sponsors. Um, so the first person right now to put in uh, hashtag no time to waste is going to get a Rudy Project helmet for all of your cycling needs. It's, it's a badass helmet. This is not, you can cruise around town in it if you want, but like you also could like go train for your first Ironman. Um, so first person to put in hashtag no time to waste. Um, there it is. So uh, Woody, Woody Mawini um, is gonna be getting uh, a $250 helmet. Woody, make sure that you DM me. We will get that out to you ASAP so you can start training for your next race um, or get into cycling for the first time. Um, I want to encourage people to follow Key Cannibal, um, which uh, I will make sure that I put uh, on after this. Uh, go to keekin.com, go to shop, buy her socks, um, hashtag uh, it's going to be okay because $2 from every pair is going to go to some fantastic charities. Um, Keekin, thank you so much for spending the time today. You are just a total inspiration, also a badass. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just really honored that, that you took the time to chat today. Well, thanks. Uh, I mean, the other the other thing I think that is so motivating to me is is to see other people that you can relate to and build. And I I will throw it, all the compliments right back at you. It's been really impressive to see what you've done with this project and your positive attitude through all this. So um, I'm excited for. It's been fun to be able to do these things together, and I'm excited for what we can continue to, to do together. And same for all of you out there. You know, join in and help us make the most of life. Yeah, right. So go out there, as I say, carpe the shit out of life, whatever that means to you. Uh, live and love like there's no time to waste because today's all we've got. Um, yeah. Have a great day, guys. Thank you again, Keegan. Um, and I will uh, see you guys here next week. Bye. All right. Thanks, guys. Follow the crew on Instagram at No Time to Waste Project or more at no time to waste project .com. <laughs>